Oi, oi, I'm Jimmy Bullard and this is me old muck of Venus. We're back together, son. How are you? Hi, Bully. Great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. Occurring. Oh, what's occurring, Bert? It's uh, well, it's all happening here. How are you? Yeah, I mean, I'm all right. It was just a quiet, normal day in the life of Luke Rowe. Nothing, you know, rode my bike and all that. But I think there's probably more to talk about your end than my end. What the fuck, man? Good job, <laughs> Pinky. Yeah, it's all a bit um, mad, really. Like, obviously, rest day today, so uh, but last night it was all kicking off. Um, Basically, Remco texted me about half nine at night. I'd like, Connor rang me, my coach. I was just chatting to him for a bit. My phone's just pinging off in the background. And then end the call and I see like 11 notifications from Remco. I was like, what the hell is this all about? Because he was messaging me the day before as well. It's like, oh, just got want to tell you before it's released, but I'm out of the race, got COVID. Uh, just want to say good luck. Blah blah blah, basically, and um, I was like, "What the hell?" Like, um, so I took a screenshot of it and put it on the group we got with the boys here, and um, you can imagine to Plusky, he's kind of like, "What the hell's going on?" Like, and he does a big group call, so I think five of the seven of us were all on this like video call, everyone in their room. So I was getting a massage because I was late getting back to the hotel and stuff, but. Um, yeah, then the team announced it about, I don't know, an hour and a half or so later. But he's out, isn't he? Remco's out of the race with COVID, which that's disappointing, to be honest. You know, it sounds like just kind of saying that, but I was actually looking forward to a good, um, well, it would have been exciting race. Well, it still will be, obviously, but you kind of want, you don't want guys to leave for that reason, do you? No, I mean, I guess whenever you're racing you want to beat the best but it's just part of the sport part of the life we live you know part not just cycling but this covid bollocks will for always forever be a hindrance what's the word hindrance Hindrance. that'll do um it's like you know guys going out with crashes and it's just what we've signed up for and the you know to win the race you've got to get through three weeks so I I just say, take it, mate. Embrace it. Ah, yeah, for sure. Like a few people have asked me, like, oh, "Are you going to wear the pink?" And I was like, "Well, of course." Yeah, he hasn't died. Yeah, fucking right. He, he didn't like, you know. Well, yeah, it's not nothing like crazy. Well, it's, yeah, it's just COVID, isn't it? So someone's got to wear it. So I'd rather be the one to wear it than not, I guess. So yeah, hundred percent wear it, and it's yeah. I'd almost say like it'd be disrespectful to the race not to wear it. Like if someone crashes out, the next person wears it the next day. Like he's he's fine. Yeah, 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 exactly. Are you going to go like P 
pig saddle and bar tape and everything or what? Nah, mate. Nah. No. <laughs> Why? No, I'll just wear the jersey. That would be taking the piss a bit. No, it wouldn't. Ah, mate, I don't want to go full, like, pink helmet and all that jazz. You have to go pink helmet. Mate. <laughs> no, I'm not. So you're just going to wear the it jersey? It depends how it goes, doesn't it? You can slowly drip feed a few other elements in, but... Yeah. You don't want to go full hog, mate. Hopefully it would be more than just one day. For, mate, if I ever wore a pink jersey for a day, I would look like the fucking Pink Panther. I'd just go full hog. I'd go absolutely... <laughs> I, I don't know, dye my hair what, or... pink shorts? Uh, Yeah. Mate, I just go everything. I'd be on the phone to Fausto, uh, so Fausto saying, where's my bike, son? Pink everything. <laughs> oh, mate, I really hope I'll do that one day. Next year, row for pink. But it's a bit strange, though, isn't it? Like, with it being a rest day as well, I don't know, you think they'd give it a day? Like, they wouldn't say anything and see how he wakes up Tuesday morning and maybe start, but he must be really sick or something, I don't know. Well, we had... Um I was speaking to Lou before you joined, actually, and he said, well, how ill is he? Because he just won a time trial. And then a few hours later, he said he's out, but like completely just assuming here. But if it's, even if he's very minor in his um, in his sickness, the level's just too high to be 1% off, isn't it? Like if you have just a sore throat and a tickly you know, tickly chest or whatever, or minor sinuses, the level's so high that that's, that'll put you out of the game anyway, I guess. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. The way he started that first TT, though, he had a couple of percent advantage anyway, didn't he? But, yeah, it's, um, probably has big news and there's obviously a load of, like, conspiracy theories for lying around. I'm not going to say any of them because I don't want to, like, give him any airtime, but it's funny reading some of the things that people have said but um yeah so um it puts a whole new perspective on next week like yeah we're suddenly gonna ride a bit differently now yeah uh, yeah but it's something that luckily we're a team with a lot of experience in and if you look at the way the team has been riding it's there's nothing to be afraid of is it and like we've said on a few pods like for me from a domestique point of view you have a a bit of an extra workload, but it's just so much more fun, and it's just so much more of a pleasure when the leader's jersey's there. So, you know, back in the day in the tour, you know, we had massive workloads, but when you have the yellow jersey or now the pink, it just it does give the whole team a lift. Just having that in the team, so a bit more to do. But I mean, for a team like yours, ours, the guys you have there. Oh, nothing to be afraid of, eh? Yeah, definitely. And I think we've got like five in the top, maybe 14 or 13 now. Yeah. It's mad. I guess maybe that's potentially... Gone. That's potentially one of the biggest changes is that them guys who are... Like Pavel and Dupluski, maybe, who are staying within three, four, five minutes, I assume later on in the race to use the numbers, I guess that's where them guys will suffer from it, which is, you know, it's part of the parcel, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like when you think about it, like Puccio and um, and Swifty, like tomorrow is a hard start. Likely, well, it's 50-50 breakaway or sprint. So, you know, they're not going to control the start and ride all day and protect me and Teo into the finish, are they? Like, and do that for the next three days. So, you know, time and Dupluski and Pavel are all going to have to sort of step up a bit now. Obviously, we've lost Pipo. 
and you've got two leaders as well. So, yeah, it definitely adds another dimension to it. But as you say, it's um, it's for good reason, though. It's like, um, yeah. Yeah, I think we should um, shout out to Pipo as well. I don't know. Maybe them sandwiches just fucking got to him, mate. <laughs> COVID sangers. But uh, yeah, on a serious note, I think shout out to him, his home race. You know, the day before the time trial to have to go home. Bit of a shitter. So uh, rest up, mate, and get ready for the tour, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or well, five leg Pipo. Five leg Pipo, male short. Hopefully, him and Remco rest up well. And um, yeah, I guess I was speaking to the Plusky about that. Apparently, they've already said he won't do the tour, Remco. Right, okay. I was like, why not? Like, obviously, the worlds are a big thing for him, but. Surely just going back to the Vuelta, like, you know, he's he needs to go to do the tour now, no? Yeah. It's early days to be... It's early days. But, well, I think what they say now is different for a month's time, isn't it? God, Topolsky knows everything, doesn't he? He's like a FBI. Oh, mate, he's, he's the Bible here, like... In his previous life, he was an FBI informant or something. A mole. <laughs> he's a mole. I keep telling him, just stop reading that shit. Like, he's sat there saying, oh, did you see what so-and-so said about this guy? I'm like, mate... Doesn't matter. Toplusky, we know you <laughs> listen. Loves it, we though. know you listen. Just chill out on cycling news, all right, mate. <laughs> We're saying for the warm up, he, he just wants George to put a compilation of every time we mention Toplusky on the pod, <laughs> so you can listen to that when he's warming up. Well, he has been promoted to <laughs> chief what's occurring ambassador. So yes, is he? Yeah. He hasn't been on, has he? He's bringing in the hint numbers. He hasn't been on. He hasn't. We'll get him on actually, won't we? Mate. Maybe in, when we do the next one, next episode, even if it's just for five minutes. As part of the team, we need him on board for at least a bit. But uh, I, th- I reckon the final thing we should say before we go for a quick break is uh, to Remco as well. Like, I think it was quite classy of him the way he messaged you. And um, not that you're that bad, but well, hopefully you're not that bad, but get well soon, you little bastard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, nothing much to add, really. Just get. He's going to have plenty more chances, isn't he? Obviously, at winning the Giro. It sucks to you know leave that way but health at the end of the day is the most important in it so yeah rest up mate see you on the grid another time see you on the grid plenty more battles to be had right let's uh, let's start to dissect these stages just after a small break be still my strength and strength and oh man so gee we got a few stages to dissect do you want to go backwards should we start with the TT because it's fresh in your mind yeah let's do it TT, mate, great ride, great ride. Guess it's gotten to lose out by so little, but it's to the world champion. So I guess you can hold your head pretty high. How was it out there? Yeah, um, apparently it's like 0.09, nine hundredths of a second it was to miss out by, which is annoying, especially when my visor fogged up and I ditched that halfway round. That's easily 0.09 of a second right there in the visor. But um, no, it was good to to feel strong on TT bike and to be um, and to be up there. Few issues um, communication wise, but yeah, it all went quite well. It's considering oh, it's just raining again, the recon in the rain, getting changed in the back of a van back to the bus because it was point to point. It wasn't like it didn't finish near the. F- the start and finish were far away. Then, uh, yeah, hanging around on the bus for a bit, get changed, 35k flat out in the rain. Corners were pretty good. 
didn't push to the limit, didn't have any slides, so, you know, it was pretty controlled. And then a uh, bit of a few cobbled sections, though. There was one corner with, like, proper marble, like, proper shiny stuff on the floor. And um, the corners after that, quite a lot of paint, zebra crossings, and it's just, oh, get goosebumps when you see that shit, don't you, in the recon. Yeah. But it was all good in the end. I don't think anyone stacked it either. I didn't didn't hear about anyone crashing. I guess at this stage of the race, end of the last block, there's probably 30, 40 guys going full maybe. Yeah. The GC guys, the stage hunters. Yeah, true. If it was the first stage, it'd be a few more. Yeah. It was, uh, I only really heard last K, they were like, oh, gee, you can win the stage. Go for the stage. Go, go, go. And uh, it was dead straight, flat, the last 2K. So kind of, you know, like get your head down and you're like not really looking where you're going. But then I didn't have a visor on. So when I got my head up, I was trying to look at the meters to go once I was in the K to go. Yeah. And you know, like you got a bit of wind in your eyes and that. And I was like, I had to really stick my head up and like looking. It's like, oh, right, 900. <laughs> back down and then looking up again, oh, 400. I was like, bollocks. If Anna just looked at the meter board, that probably would have saved me like that's, you know, split second. But yeah. The way it goes, but you know, when you when you're on the wrong side of that, when you lose by such a small margin, you can just pick it apart and feel and see so many places where you could have gone quicker. Like I'm sure Teo, who was just one second behind me, Kun was three or four behind. I think I'm sure both those guys were thinking, "Oh, I lost seconds here, there, and whatever." So main thing is legs are good and feel like um, they're getting getting better slowly but surely yeah I think uh, a few things that struck me with that is how close it was between quite a few guys given the length of it I mean the top like you said it was seconds and you know compare that to the prologue which was quite a bit more so that's the first thing and then I was quite impressed obviously your ride was mega as well but Teo that was really good from him as well so it's we're in such a good position yeah, now yeah. as a team with, you know, you're in the lead. Teo's right there, I think. Well, speaking on your behalf, but I guess Roglic is the big the big threat now, if you had to say one guy. He's the man, isn't he? Yeah, he's obviously, he's two seconds behind. Teo, five. And then I think maybe Almeida's around 20 seconds. But yeah, you'd say, well, Roglic was a pre, pre-race favourite anyway, wasn't he? So you'd say he's the biggest threat. And then after that, it'd be Almeida. And, you know, and then there's loads of, decent guys that can climb well like Caruso's going well to be fair yeah so and yeah there's there's plenty of guys in the top 10 and like we haven't even done a mountain stage yet not properly not full gas so there's still a lot that can happen and um I think we've maybe got one two three four five mountain top finishes still to come yeah so a lot of there's a lot of bike racing to be had. We've hardly, hardly just started. Yeah, I think um, it's hardly started, but I think you got to just uh, take the positive, haven't you? Like, first of all, you got the jersey there all behind you. And secondly, from again, I'm being this armchair critic. It just seems like day by day, you're getting better and better. Like, that's what you're saying, but it's also, it's quite visible to see. So a lot of positives to take, mate. Yeah, yeah, and it, it is funny, like, you know, at the start, it's like, oh, yeah, a bit undercooked, but hopefully it'll be good by the third week, and hopefully it won't be too far behind. Never thought 
out of the first rest day will be in the jersey. It's pretty mad, mad that. Have really. you ever worn the pink before? No. First time in the pink, mate. Oh, yeah? Virgin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. It'll be a it'll be a nice day. That it'll be a special day. I was just saying. No, you said, "Oh, it's a special day." I think wearing a pink jersey in the Giro is something that um, most people would define their careers. You know, for the for the majority of the peloton, mm. if they wore the pink jersey for one day, like if I wore the pink jersey for one day, that'd be the highlight of my career, easily. And like Puccio. Like the highlight of his career, he's been pro 10 years. What's the highlight? He wore the pink jersey for one day. So it's easily, I don't know, we're talking about it now in such a relaxed manner, but it's uh, it's fucking massive, isn't it? Yeah, true. I guess it's when you have like big ambitions and goals and stuff, in it? You can sort of, um, yeah, not, not see it for what it is really. Like if, you know, like when we were 11, 12, starting out around Mandy, we had thought like, oh yeah, I'll get to wear a pink jersey for the day. It'd be mega, wouldn't it? He'd be over the moon. Like, he'd burst. Yeah. So, but then I yeah, guess bad, like. for you, it's uh, and it was similar when you won the tour. I remember you were just so chilled with it, and I, I remember I was as the days were going by, I was like fucking getting more and more excited, thinking right, this could actually win the bugger. <laughs> and I think that's maybe why one of your strong characteristics is that you don't get too overexcited in the moment and you're like, right, okay, I've got the jersey now and you keep saying, yeah, but we haven't started the race. We've got five mountaintop finishes and you just like, you're a proper planner, aren't you? And a guy who always looks forward. And I guess if you want to be a Grand Tour contender, winner, you just got to stay so level-headed and calm and it uh, seems like that's what you're doing. So chill out, mate. You might be excited, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and Grand Tour racing, there was about consistency as well, isn't it? And that's just like, I I think as well, emotionally as much as like, and mentally as much as physically, you know? Like, you can waste so much energy. You see some guys who, like, it's just obvious that why they can't perform over three weeks, but they can over one. Mm. And it's just the mental side and the, just the, yeah, emotional and stuff. But, Anyway, yeah, we're in a good place at the end of the day. What was Saturday's stage? Remind me. Stage eight. Um, oh, ben another... Healy won. It was a proper little... Yes, another good day for you and uh, Teo. You two slipped off with... Uh, not slipped off, just dropped the rest up, uh, up that final climb there, didn't you? Yeah, Cappuccini, it was called. And um... Couldn't make that up, could you? <laughs> no. Uh, but... Um... Not a good day. Like it started pretty fast, pretty hard, up a little drag. Um, there wasn't too many guys left at the top, to be honest. And then it kind of came back together. Then the break finally went. Then it was a bit of a lull. And then when you start racing again in the final, it's a bit like, oh, stings a bit, doesn't it? Like just waking up again. Um, so I was a bit like, oh, yeah, I feel all right, but nothing special. And then hit this last climb. Roglic went. Um, Remco was like, trying to follow, kind of half-closed, was staying in the middle a bit. And um, I just kind of rode off the other dudes a bit and Taylor did exactly the same. And we both accelerated over the top. He closed Roglic just over the top. I was, yeah, five, 10 metres off. And um, 
But Roglic didn't half squeeze on over the top though. Like he accelerated, like as he was going down. I was like, "Wow, you bastard!" And um, I was like, "I've just got to close this now, otherwise it's going to be out of a chase." But yeah, got on and um, yeah, the three of us. It was such a technical descent though that um, couldn't come past him to give him a turn because it was just unless we dive bombed him, I wasn't that keen to give him a turn. You know what I mean? So we got to the flat about. It was about K and a half to finish then. Then me and Teo chopped off of him a couple of a couple of times and um yeah, I think we gained about fifteen seconds on Remco and a few of the other boys behind, so good old day. Yeah, mega. I think um Ben Healy as well. Weapon. That was uh Yeah. That was impressive. I was I was out and about uh, on Saturday, so I was kind of I've got the GCN on my phone, so now and then I was just turning that on, seeing the latest, to go turn it back off and keep kind of getting updates. And uh, one of the moments I turned it on, I seen him attack from the break. I thought, bloody hell, and the commentators were saying, you know, they're so far out. But, phew, he just... Yeah, 50-odd K to go, I think. Yeah, amazing, amazing win. And, um, yeah, we said the other day about him trying to go in the break and being a little bit horny, but... Yeah, I think that was an epic stage win. And, uh, you know, where he's just gone from strength to strength this year. The way he's, you know, like I said, I raced him in copy and I thought, bloody hell, this guy's going to be have a good year. But, uh, yeah, chapeau that man. Yeah, he's properly, properly stepped up. Like, copy's one thing, isn't it? But then yeah. to do what he did in the, in the Ardennes and then the way he rode and just won that stage... Fair play to him, but he should cut his hair. He's wearing all this aero shit, and then he's got this dirty big mullet hanging out the back of his head. Like, come on, son, sort it out. I mean, I agree with you, but I don't feel like you're in a position to um, give people shit for haircuts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you go to start if you want to complain about my haircut, mate. No, 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 sorry. (laughs) Amazing haircut. You look like... um, Joe, you remind me of David Beckham. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. Either him or that. Sorry, sir. Espresso advert, dude. What's his name? George Clooney. Clooney, George Clooney. Yeah. <laughs> Just call you George Beckham. Uh, I don't think it rained on stage eight, though. I think we were lucky that day. It's rained more than it's not rained, though. It's been unreal, this race so far. Yeah, hopefully that'll change, eh? What's the, what's the coming days? Are they dry or wet? No idea, mate. I haven't looked. But, oh, one thing... Need to thank uh, old Jumbo actually. So I was at Dope Control after the TT, and um, I was like, oh, I think I could go, go in and do a partial, do like bloody twenty mil if that. So I was like, oh, that's a bugger. So keep drinking, hanging around for ages. I was like, oh, I might as well just do a bit of a warm down then. Jump on the turbo. Oh man, it's making a right racket, just like big knocking sound tick 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 the whole time you know <laughs> and uh i was like oh, i can't i can't do this this is annoying me let alone everyone else it was louder than the bloody commentator over the tannoy and um but then there was a jumbo guy i was like oh do you want to use our turbo i was like oh yeah all right then so got his turbo i was a tax turbo as well put the bike on there nice and nice and quiet and did a 20-minute warm-down on that and then gave it back to them. They were like, oh, yeah, no worries. Like, just uh, bring it to the bus parking later. Very nice of them. 
I reckon they're trying to poach. They're trying to poach you. Yeah, either that or they're apologising for when they didn't give me that bottle of water in the tour. Yeah, one of the, the extra two. extra feed. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah. I, re- but, um, I reckon you're going to have a contract offer soon. This is the start. Hey, you know. <laughs> we lent. No, that's wrong. I was trying to do a Dutch accent. It, Don't worry. Yeah, it just went Italian. No, yeah, yeah. Moment's gone. Well, it is the Giro. <laughs> it is the Giro, after all. Hmm. Um, oh, thank you, Jumbo. Bumblebees, lovely people. <laughs> Good on them. And the whole Roglic stuff, do you hear about that? So basically, I can't even remember when it was now, but he basically told me like that he was positive for COVID during the race. And I was a bit like, you know, like when you speak to him, he's like, ah, my legs are so tired. Eh? Oh, this race is so fast. Eh? Oh, it's too hard, blah, blah, blah. I was just thinking, oh, it's the same as, he's just heard this rumour maybe and he's just like playing up to it or something. Then it comes out in the press like a day or two later or whatever. But, um, yeah, it's always a soap opera in a, in a grand tour. There's always these crazy rumours. Every day there's a different story. Like Yeah. And also, you're right with Roglic. Oh, any race, how are you? Oh, so bad, so bad. They go so fast and you get to the final. You say, Who's, who won it? Oh, Roglic. He's like, he's always plays that game, doesn't he? Oh, I'm bad today, I'm bad today. He always plays with everyone's balls. So, um, yeah, I guess when he, when he said he's got COVID, you're thinking, oh, have you really? But he, but he must be, he must have no symptoms. He's flying. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, but, and also Almeida, he came up to me, stage eight, Ben Healy stage. And um, he was like, oh, I'm so shit today. I was like, oh yeah? And I was thinking, why? Why are you telling me this? Like, I obviously don't believe you. Like, are you telling me this because you feel good and you want me to try to attack or something? Then you can just like, yeah, snap me or something. But then, um, obviously, we do the stage and like he was all right, wasn't he? He wasn't bad. He was with Remco and that. Yeah. Start of the TT, he was starting behind me. And he rocks up and he was like, "Oh, good ride yesterday, by the way." I was like, "Oh yeah, cheers." And I was like, "Oh, you weren't too bad for shit legs, were you?" And he just starts laughing. I was just like, "Mate." Like, I don't know, these juicy guys thinking they're playing mind games, mate. <laughs> oh, you should, oh, yeah. Some odd balls out there, aren't there? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, we'll see how the next how the next few weeks go now. A couple of weeks. What, any any other goss within the Peloton then? Uh, well, mate, I've given you quite a lot. The race leader's gone home with COVID. I'm in pink. Yeah. Roglic told me he was positive. Almeida said he was shit and wasn't. What more do you want, mate? Like you got you got to give me something. Well, I told you a great story about <laughs> Valgren crashing a few days ago. Uh, mate, I'm just living a quiet life over here, you know. Uh, I went out with Froomey on the bike the other day. Froomey? Yeah, I went on the bike with him the other day. Not nothing happened. He did. Oh, he did not. How's he, he going? He did ninety minutes sap at the two hundred two three hundred forty watts. Um, yeah. We stopped at a cappuccino. <laughs> it's a quiet life, mate. I've got my friend, I've got my wife's, my wife's friend and her son staying in my apartment. So I've got three kids, two four-year-olds and a two-year-old. So my apartment's just carnage, chaos. I've got an hour downtime now because they're at tennis. So, mate, my life's just mental. Surrounded in kids, they're all off the head. 
they don't none of them sleep just i'm grateful of this hour calm time mate huh. i can tell why this podcast does so well <laughs> stories like that yeah <laughs> your stories are shit that was a great yeah. story that tell me about tomorrow's stage then oh yeah so so tomorrow is um yeah hard start uphill quite a few little ramps and stuff um but a flat finish it's basically i don't know how far it is i'll say 200 because they all seem to be quite long 50 50 break or or sprint i think but. i'm gonna back the sprinters because they've had a rest day today had a TT the day before, which wouldn't have been too bad of a day. There's limited, you know, there's only so many sprints in a Grand Tour. You've got to capitalise on them. There's been lots of different sprint winners. There hasn't been one guy dominant, so lots of teams will commit. You're going to have uh, Alperson commit. You're going to have uh, Trek fully commit. You're going to have, there's another one, Movie Star. Jayco, possibly. Yeah, Jayco, I think because there's been so many different winners in the sprints, I think them teams will just go all in. So I'm going to go for Caden Groves. I also think he'll... Uh, shout. Yeah. I mean, it's not really an out there shout, is it? But I think sprint and I think Caden Groves. Mm. Yeah, sounds. I think I think it will be a sprint as well, actually, because the next day is potentially a sprint. The day after is... Um, there's a climb, maybe top 20k to go, so it's a bit more of a gamble. Um, as you say about the rest day and stuff, you just think they'll commit to that. So if I'm going to go sprint... Sorry, can I just say one more reason why I think it'll be a sprint? Because it's in our team, Ineos's best interests. To, I assume from the outside, at the start, you'll want to let a reasonable break go and make it a break that the sprinters can chase. Otherwise, you guys got to ride. And yeah, you can give them 10 minutes, but you still have to ride in the front for 200k. Whereas if you guys try and help the sprinters team and let a reasonable break go, you don't have to ride all day. So there's another team invested in making sure it's as controlled-ish as possible at the start. Peace out. Over to you. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so um, from our point of view, I think if it is going to be a sprint, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Cav. Nice. I think he'll he'll battle through. He'll make sure he's there. He'll dig deep. And then, because that day he crashed, he looked like he had some legs. Like, I don't know if he would have won, but he's, you know. So, today, tomorrow's the day. Finishing via Reggio. Pretty close to our old stomping ground. Wow, yeah. So, um, yeah, Cav. I think that day that he did crash, the wet one, I don't know if he'd have won or not, but I think he'd have been close because actually as he kicked, I've watched the footage again, his back wheel slipped and he just lost all momentum. So he, I think he'd have come close that day, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Well, mate, I hope you're right. So do I and I hope it's dry. Radio, we'll be back in just a second. Be still my strength and strength and so G... I got one more question. I seen a, a video of you in the hot seat, and uh, as Remco comes across by my lip reading skills, I think I've worked out what you say. But can you uh, can you expand on that, <laughs> <laughs> mate? I I don't know. It's all a blur. I was lost in the moment. But um, 
I just remember it being, it was so close. And then that 24, I'd done 25, whatever it was, 41, 25. And that 24 second just seemed to last forever. It didn't change to 25. And um, I mumbled something about a little bastard or maybe another word or two thrown in there. But yeah, that went that went round the houses a bit, didn't it? It did, yeah. Bit of a not quite the mic drop from the tour, but close enough. Um, you know, in the you know, in the <laughs> TT, can you can you say what you averaged power for our listeners out there? I've no idea, mate. Yeah, you do. I haven't even looked. Bollocks. Honestly, honestly, I can I can swear on anyone's life you want. I have not looked at it. I have no idea what it is. Oh. There you are, kids. That's the way it's done. Mate. Forget your numbers. Keep it real. Keeps the basics. There's a lot to be said for that, mate. Yeah, just push on the pedals. Yeah, yeah. Put your head down and push on the pedals. Yeah. Happy days. Well, I'll just say, mate, enjoy your day in pink. It's not something that comes around every day. And actually, I want to apologise to you. This comes from the heart. On one of the first pods, I think I played down your chances in this Giro a bit too much. I was like, oh, what do you want in the Giro? What would you be happy with? Top five. You know, on paper, you're not one of the favourites. And um, yeah, sorry about that, mate. And then you said, no, I'm all in for the win. And a week later, you're in, uh, you're the Pink Panther. So sorry, but good luck. <laughs> no worries, mate. Thanks a lot. Well, um, yeah, I'll chat you soon anyway, but. Mega, enjoy your day, mate. Do us proud. All right. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Place where you belong.